Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 170 of the Deaf Free Dad podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing the various benefits and drawbacks of using credit card points to earn rewards and whether or not it's actually a viable strategy. Now, credit card points can be an enticing offer for those who want to earn rewards for their everyday purchases. Now, with point programs offered by credit card companies, you can actually earn rewards like cashback, travel miles, and other perks just by using your credit card for purchases. However, it's important to understand the costs and benefits and the risks of these types of programs before you sign up. Are the rewards actually worth the annual fees and the possible risk of high interest rates if you don't pay the cards off? We're going to be talking about it and debating this topic, and it's a popular one on today's show. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast with Brad Nelson. Brad and his co-hosts experience the anxiety of living paycheck to paycheck before learning the fundamentals of financial security. They are now on a mission to empower regular people to pay off their debt for good and enjoy happier, less stressful lives. Keep listening for inspirational interviews, tips, tricks, and practical advice to gain financial freedom. Hey, hey, how is everyone doing today? You can find us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search Brad Nelson Deffrey Dad. And uh, as always, welcome to today's show. Remember to get all the resources, show notes, and links for today's show. Uh, you can head over to balancesense.com forward slash 170. That is B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-C-E-N-T-S dot com forward slash 170. Uh, so guys, yeah, popular topic today. Um, admittedly, man, I can't tell you how many times like on social media, the, some of the content and stuff that we create and put out there, how many people will talk about this topic of leveraging points and rewards. And, uh, this whole, um, I had someone just recently on TikTok say this, that's how the, that's how the rich people and the wealthy people get wealthier is, uh, there's points and rewards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, I love my points. Not I'm, gonna lie. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get to this one because this one is <laughs> so you. Here's okay. We'll we'll talk about it. I, I get I get a little cranky about this one because of other. What would you call them? Personal finance content creators that get on this horse of points and rewards, um, and they just don't share the whole story. And uh, that's so irritating to me. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But um, I don't know. I guess what are your guys' initial thoughts on this before we kind of dive in? I, I mean, let's, I guess, across the board. Are you a fan of points and rewards? And and do you use them? I will go last. Chris, why don't you go first? I am not a fan of credit cards at all. So who cares whether there's rewards or cash back? I haven't had one since 2005. So 2005, not 2015. 2005. I've lived 18 years without a credit card. And Brad, I've been able to build more wealth since I got rid of that credit card than I ever had before because I had a negative net worth at that time. Yeah. So whoever the TikTok was that told you that that's what the rich and wealthy do, obviously have not read The Millionaire Next Door. Right. <laughs> I was going to ask you, because I would say out of, out of all of us, you're probably the most educated one here. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> have you ever taken a course, anything, any professional training on personal finance, anything that you've read where there was a chapter on 
here's how you get wealthy is with rewards and points with credit cards. <laughs> right. I have probably read over a hundred books on this topic. Yeah. <laughs> and there are some that might mention that here's how you manage your credit. Yeah. You know, things like pay off your credit card every month. I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but I don't think I've ever read one, not one, not even a portion of one that said the road to wealth was through credit cards. Never <laughs> seen it, never heard of it. And I promise you, I've read well over a hundred books on this topic. I've seen blogs. I've seen, I heard podcasts and I don't think I've ever heard anybody else say that to get wealthy, you got to use credit cards. There's certainly debates out there about how to use them wisely or correctly. I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah. But no, never heard of anybody who has told me that they built their wealth because they got 2% back. Amber, how about you? I love my points. Now, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there do, is going to be I a do. fight on this show today. <laughs> I use them for travel. Um, I absolutely love them. They have paid for flights. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I like seeing them rack up there. I use my credit card and then I pay it off. Now, having said that, when I was in debt, the points were useless for me because I was paying so much interest. Oh, wait, but hold on. Wait, wait. You know, you're getting ahead. Don't, let's not get that far yet. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So are you using... All right. Okay. So to be clear, you obviously run your own business. I do. Um, mm -hmm. Are you using the credit card just for the business or do you have one for personal too? We, I have one for the business and then my husband has one that we use together for personal. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. And we, we both, they're both points cards. Okay. All right. That's fair. All right, Katie, you're next. Um, so I always thought points were a great idea, um, but it took me way, way, way too long to figure out that getting one and a half percent back, three percent back when you're paying 16, 20, <laughs> 23 percent interest because I wasn't paying my card off every month. It don't really uh, explain that part of the points and no, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. But man, they make it sound like you're winning. Mm -hmm. aren't, don't they? <laughs> it, does. it does. I was even, even since joining <laughs> roots, I was still doing it because my insurance company's credit card, if I paid my insurance premium on it, they would give me 3% back. And I'm like, yeah, but when I have $5,000 that I owe on it, that's a lot of interest that I'm not yeah. really making that work out in my favor. Right. Yeah. Cool. Ryan, what about you? Um, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, we don't chase after points, but I mean, now that, you know, we, you know, once we got out of debt and we just kind of learned how to manage our finances, we have a card that we, when we know what we're buying, like we did like house renovations. And so like for us, we had the cash. So we just used the card and then we paid it off because we do, we do get those miles. So it's kind of like, and we had got a couple flights out of that, you know, for free by, by, by doing that sort of stuff, but just like regular day, like I don't just walk into a store and think like, Oh, I just want to gain some more points today. Like it's very specific now, um, you right. know, about how we use it, but, yeah. but I mean, it's not a, it's not a driver for me in any way, but I do take advantage of it because it's there. And, and as long as we have the cash for it, you know, it's not a big deal yeah. for me. Right. <clears throat> so this is going to shock a lot of people. <laughs> but I also have a credit card. 
So it, I want to. It shocked, I just, it shocked wait, wait, wait. me when I seen it the I, other day. I know. I know. All right. So let's. <laughs> I want to. I want to talk. Okay. So I want to talk about this. So it's. I do not have a personal credit card for my personal finances. I have a business credit card. All right. Now the reason why I chose to do this. Number one, I wanted to see just how many points and rewards like. Is it worth it to even play the game? All right, I wanted to try it. And the second reason why I did it is because it's for my business. So I have fixed expenses for my business every single month. It is the same no matter what. I spend money on Facebook ads. We spend money on all the technology, all of the subscriptions that we need to run these businesses. And it doesn't change. So this isn't a situation where I'm running around with this credit card and I'm charging like personal purchases and all that kind of stuff. It is the same every single month. It does not change. Um, you know, for instance, like our planners that we sell, all of the expenses that go with those, the shipping costs and everything. I'm going to pay for that out of my debit card or I can pay for it out of my credit card. So in my opinion, there's really no temptation on the business side to like, you know, spend more money because I'm using a credit card. The other reason why is that (laughs) I got enticed by the offer from the credit card company because they're like, (laughs) if you spend X amount of dollars in the first 90 days, we're going to give you a hundred thousand points which essentially turns out to a thousand bucks. Well, it was only six grand. Well, I spend that in a matter of a month. <laughs> I mean, it's like, hmm, that kind of seems like a no brainer. So I, I am doing it now. Um, but my, outside of the, of the extra 100,000 points that they gave us, I, it is, it is amateur hour in my opinion. <laughs> like literally people are, I, I think the most, you know, it's you get like one and a half percent on this one. And, I think the most, you know, I, I probably have gotten back in a month is like $75. Woo! Holy smokes, right? Like, come on. Like, I, I just, I, for me, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's worth it for all of like the, you know, oh, I'm following my points and rewards and all of that kind of stuff. But for the 100000 that I got, $3,000, uh, I think it was worth it for that. But so we'll see. I want to keep trying it for the rest of the year and see if it actually, uh, see if it actually pays off. Now, Chris, you have your finger up. Here we go. Well, Let's I, go. Now, well, <laughs> first of all, I would say on the business side, I could, I could certainly understand that argument. Yeah. A business personal, t- you know, sorted to different things, but to, to Amber and Ryan, and I'm not, I'm not asking this to argue. I'm just, I think there's a point that can be made here. Amber, do you feel like that the extra dollars that you've gotten back or the free flights are what's going to make you wealthy? And then Ryan, the same question to you. No, I just like the points. I didn't do it for wealth. I like the points for free travel. Okay, so imagine, Amber, that you found yourself in credit card debt again a couple of years from now. Would you have a different opinion about it then? Oh, 100%. Because I know, because I know now, like I didn't back then, but I know now. Right. So Ryan, same questions, and I'll tell you why I asked those questions. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it. I definitely have learned from my ways, so I don't uh, like. For me, kind of goes like to Brad's business case scenario. Like, I literally have the cash. I could pay cash right now, or I could get, you know, a thousand points uh, for airline or whatever, and then just like just pay it. So that's just where we're at. Like it used to be like, I'm going to do this and oh, I'll just pay an extra $500 on top of that. So I get extra more points and I don't even have the money. So now I like have the money. We're going to make the decision. We just sometimes choose that depending on, and for us, it's a, it's a 
it's an amount, right? If it's 50 bucks, I don't do it. If it's up, you know, if we're going to do $5,000 on something, then we do it on there because we're going to get the points for that. And we fly a couple times a year. And so we end up getting a few things every year. But yeah, for me, I don't, if I was in debt again, for sure, it'd be a big difference. Okay, so the, the flights that you get are not going to help you. That money you save is not going to oh, become wealthy, right? No, no. Mm-mm. Okay. So Brad, getting back to your question earlier for the TikToker is mathematically, I don't see how you can get wealthy by saving a couple hundred bucks a year, or maybe even a thousand bucks or 2000 bucks a year mm-hmm. on flights, because most people are going to just turn around and spend that money they saved anyway. Right. All right. But I found myself, well, the first time that I tried to fix my finances, and this would have been well before 2005, probably 2001, 2002, is we did pay off all of our credit card debt and I got rid of them and swore I'd never get them again. But then I got one. And I thought, you know what? I've learned my lesson. I'll pay this one off. And it went like that for about a year. And then all of a sudden I found myself $10,000 in credit card debt again. And so for me, For me, the reason I'm cold turkey, even for no points, no rewards, no nothing, is because I know if that thing's in my hand, what's likely to happen? Because it happened once, and I'm not going to put my finger on that oven or that stovetop again. So the best way to protect myself from my own worst financial enemy, which is myself, is to not get one. Yeah. And so you can't build wealth with it. And I think at some point we're going to talk about how most people, I mean, I used to ask my students this, what percentage of people promise themselves they're going to pay their credit card off when they get their very first one? <laughs> All of them. And the answer is 100% of them, <laughs> yeah. right? Everybody does it. But why is it that, you know, 70 something percent of people run a balance? Well, they know if they can get it in your hand, they get you addicted. They use these rewards and these points to help feed that addiction. And next thing you know, they're making, as you said, Katie, 16, 19, 20 something percent off of you when you think the 2% you're getting is great. So that's, that's the perspective that I come from mm-hmm. having been there, paid it off, got another one, went, Oh boy, I guess I can't be trusting myself. And I got rid of it. And I found that I don't miss those miles. I don't miss those points. And, and that's the background by which I come to my answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I'm in 100% agreement with you and that's why I will never have a personal credit card because I feel I, w- I would probably uh, be tempted to do the same thing, you know, and it's just not worth the risk to me, you know, when it comes down to it. Um, it was interesting. Cause when I opened this card up, this is the first, this is the first credit card I've ever had, uh, since man, 12 years ago. And, uh, for all you people out there who are like, Oh, just, you know, I'm av- apprehension of getting out of debt. I just can't live without debt. It's like, they take you back. They just, they had no questions. They took me back right away, you know? And so they gave me like this small balance. I think it was like three grand. Now all of a sudden I'm up to like 10 and I've only had the card for like nine, four months, four, five months now. And so they've already increased it that much because I'm literally making, you know, a payment on it about every couple of days because the charge goes on there. I go on there. I pay it real quick, pay it right away. Right. So being that they're seeing that now all of a sudden they're like, oh, let's give this guy more money <laughs> you know, or more credit, I should say more credit. But uh, yeah, 100% agreement. I think um, I, I I would not go the personal route with it just because of I know myself too well. So, but um, I think we talked about some of the advantages, but obviously, you know, the credit card points and rewards, Amber, you've mentioned the travel, you know, obviously you can turn them in for gift cards and 
uh, hotel stays and all sorts of things, th- all, all sorts of things. You know, they, they have the initial sign on bonus, which is how they get you very much. Like you said, Chris, it's, that's the marketing side of it, right? They, they want to entice you just like they enticed me with those first 100,000 points. Um, <laughs> and just spending six grand. I was like, well, that's a no brainer. Well, it worked. Right. And that's how they get you. And, and they're waiting for you. Like someone like Chris, who was good for a, for a year to mess up. Right. And that's when they're going to make their money. So, you know, some of these advantages, that's, that's kind of the forefront of the marketing. And, you know, when you hear other people pitching credit card points and rewards, that's what they're selling you too. They're selling you this, you know, in this perfect world with good intentions, you're 100% going to pay it off every single month and everything is going to work out great. Well, that's not how life works for most people. And I mean, if you look at the statistics of people paying this stuff off, it's, you know, Amber, you put them in here. What is it? Um, what is the percentage of people paying these things off? Oh yeah. Americans carried a balance of 44, 50. Oh, I'm sorry. 44%. Yeah. Yeah. 44% of people actually pay their balance off each month, whereas yeah. 56% carry a balance. So an over like $7,000 Yeah, is what they're carrying. So we're average. saying over half the population doesn't pay them off. Right. And this is what, this is what really pisses me off about social media and all these content creators that are out there talking about personal finances. Cause they will pitch to people. This is how you leverage and get ahead. And you should, you should, you know, play the game for points and rewards, pay it off every single month, but they don't talk about the other side of it, which is that the majority of people aren't doing that. And the majority of people who aren't doing that are getting their teeth kicked in with interest rates and fees and all sorts of things. And they get themselves into this paycheck to paycheck life all in the name of points and rewards and thinking that they're getting ahead. And I think there's so many content creators out there that are just doing people so much disservice and education. I'm not talking about the pros and the cons. They talk so much about the pros. Oh, you get free travel. You get free this. You get free that. You know, it's it's a no brainer. You would be stupid not to do it is basically what they're saying. But they're, they're not talking about the other side of it where most people are losing. And that just drives me nuts. Drives me crazy. And I mean, the interest rate on average is about 20% what is what people are paying on average for their yeah. credit cards. And then you can't forget about the annual fees that a lot of these points of rewards cards have too, right? Especially the ones that are like, you get way higher points. They have, they have an annual fee. You're paying for those higher points. Right. Right. Now I have not, and Ryan, you guys, well, actually all of us could probably talk about it, but when I was using credit cards, points and rewards weren't like really, I don't remember them being such a big thing 12 years ago. I don't really remember that. I mean, I'm sure they were out there, but I just, I was probably too broke to get one. (laughs) (laughs) I probably was. I probably had too many credit cards to begin with. I was like, oh, I really can't get one of those cool cards, those two cool credit cards, right? (laughs) But um, what is like the, because I have not redeemed any of these points yet. Uh, For right now, they're just sitting there. Um, But like, what is that redemption process like for you guys? Is it, um, I know, obviously it can be limited, but is it easy to book travel and- yeah, for me, it's, yeah, I do airline. So, I mean, it's literally, I have that, I have the the card from the airline and, you know, if you book a flight and just redeem it, I mean, it's very easy to, okay. to do it. Now, now that's really the only one I've ever had. I've never had any like, you know, earn points and, you know, what all, you know, for, you know, so I know there's cards out there where you can go in and like select things and you can get different things through their what are, you know, different, I don't want to say prizes, but they have different things that you can get. So mine's strictly airfare, very easy to use. Yeah. Where, mine, so yours is strictly for airline though, right? An airline. Yes. Card. An airline. Okay. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. So you okay. have to shop with that airline though, right? Correct. Correct. Yeah. 
Yeah. And mine I, I use through Expedia. I could shop with, with for stuff, but I never do because it's always, I just want to travel. So I could use it for hotels, car rentals, anything Expedia sells. Gotcha. Okay. I always did the cash back. So at least I was getting like the statement credit for it, but when it's $12, does it really make a difference? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think, and Chris, I want you to talk about this because you own the ice cream shop. And so talk a little bit about the other thing that people don't talk about when it comes to you hearing about points and rewards is they don't talk about the statistics and the, in the real facts about people spending more on using credit cards, even debit cards. Um, and you have personal experience with this. You're running your ice cream shop. You've been doing this coming up on a year. What are you seeing as far as the habits of people using these types of different payment options in your store? Well, it's not hard to look at the statistics because every day I have to record and track how much we brought in in cash, how much was in debit cards and credit cards, because I want to know how much are they going to be taking. And I can tell you that the credit card spend is more than the debit card. And the debit card spend is more than with cash. All right. And we're in a, we're in a part of the country where people still use a lot of cash, believe it or not. I actually have more cash transactions when you, when you count the number of people who pay with cash, but the dollar amount for debit cards and credit cards is two, sometimes three times the amount that people who pay with cash is. Now to be fair, like we said before we were on the air, sometimes it's people coming in with five, six, seven people and they're paying for everybody, which is another thing about credit cards and plastic. It's easier to, to add that person, add that person. But it, you know, it sort of does a little bit skew the statistics, but there's no doubt in my mind now, after owning an ice cream shop, that people spend more with plastic. And it's something that I always knew because when I would pay with cash, I'd spend less than when I paid with a debit card. I can't speak for credit cards because I don't have one. But when I taught, I used to bring up, and, and Brad, hopefully you can put at least one example of this in the show notes. Visa has a website. Hmm. MasterCard has a website. Mm -hmm. American Express, Discover, they have websites. Now, people who want credit cards are going to go there and look at the consumer part of the website. And they're not going to tell you on the consumer website, get one of our cards so you'll spend twice as much mm -hmm. or 40% as much or 70% as much. Don't get one of our cards so that you can pay 16, 19, 20 something percent in interest. They're not going to tell you, get one of our cards so that you can perhaps file for bankruptcy one of these days. <laughs> they're not going to tell you all the negative stuff. They're going to tell you all the great things. But when you go over to the merchant part of their website, that portion of the website for people like me who want an ice cream shop, they're going to tell you, why should you accept a Visa card or a MasterCard or American Express or Discover? And they'll tell you on there because people spend more money when they have a Visa card compared to cash. MasterCard has got a similar page that says the same thing. And then Discover and American Express will fight over, they, they know me, our people spend even more. Don't, don't forget us over here at Discover and American Express. Right. You should accept our cards too, because our customers are more sophisticated and they'll spend even more money. So you can believe me, you can believe Brad, anybody else that you read. But if you go to those websites and look at the merchant sections, they'll tell merchants, yeah. you should accept our card because customers are going to spend more. So you have to ask yourself, okay, I get a $500 airline flight 
for free. Well, let's assume that you pay off your debt every month. Are you really getting it for free? And Amber, you haven't mentioned the, uh, the annual fee. Mm-hmm. But if you spend more money, which you do psychologically, whether you realize it or not, with plastic and even more with the points that, that, that you get, are you really getting something for free? No. That's the, the challenge <laughs> I think people don't want to, they don't want to look at. Yeah. Well, that's the, those are the, those are the facts that just aren't shared. You know, you look, I'm looking at Visa's website right now and you scroll down, not even one click and there's, it says right there, larger transactions, credit card purchases. This is on Visa's website. Credit card purchases average more than the average cash transaction. I mean, right. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, they're, they're admitting it. I mean, I, it just blows my mind that this, but that's marketing. I mean, that's how powerful marketing is and just how big they've gotten, how much money they've thrown at this machine. And I think they have to put that on their part of the website. Why? Because me as a merchant, I pay two and a half percent of every transaction. So when people come in and spend money, I have to pay it, not them. Right. Visa's getting that, or MasterCard, American Express Discover, they're getting that money from me as a part of my cost of doing business. So they've got to make that argument to me on why I should accept their cards, knowing I'm going to pay them a fee. Now, I, I don't do it because I expect higher transactions. I do it because I know some people traveling, they have credit cards, they have debit cards, and it's more of a convenience factor. That's why I accept them. But they've got to make that argument to merchants to justify what, what they're going to you know charge you for it. Well, I think it's like you said, I mean, you pay more, you're paying more, especially for, so for like, uh, for me, like when I say we use it for, we use it for very specific, large purchases, but a lot of people use it for just like, let's just go shopping. And so like, when you just use it for shopping, you're naturally going to spend more money, um, which kind of goes all into that. And exactly what you were saying, Chris is, you know, Visa, like for the people who are probably listening to this, well, I pay off my credit card every month. And like you said, Chris, you're probably spending more money every month on the credit card. And Visa and Master or whoever these credit card companies are, they don't care if you pay your credit card off every month because you're spending more and they're getting a percentage of that on the back end that, Chris, you're paying to them. So like they're getting more money anyway. So they know even the people that are, quote unquote, paying off their card every month are spending more money. And they're getting more money as a result of that. Like, it's just like, I, I'm sure they would love you to carry a balance, but they're still making money off you when you use the card. So I have a, it just happened this week. So that's why it's fresh in my mind. I do work for a bank, which will remain unnamed. And <laughs> for a part of my job, I had to get a branded card just to have it. That's all. That's all they needed. I happened to have had my debit card compromised. So I was waiting for my debit card to get replaced and mailed out to me. So I was using this card and writing in my check register exactly what I spent so that when my debit card came back in, I could pay off the bill and all that. Um, But then I started getting emails like, oh, you have our card now. Now you should shop at these local merchants. And there were like five or six local stores that I know are like literally down the street. Like, oh, they accept this card. You should go there and shop with them. And I'm like, wow, they are really good. But 
that's only because I've been doing this for almost five years where I know the trickery. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, I didn't realize that before. I was just like, oh, that's so nice of them to advertise for these local businesses. <laughs> and no, that's not exactly how that oh, works. It's so, so good. Marketing is just, it is, is mind blowing. It's fascinating almost. It really is. Is, but, that, is that the program, Katie, where small businesses can sign up? And if people use their card at your small business, they, the customer, get an extra 2% back? I have no idea. I'm not on the merchant. I, I've seen, seen that one that, that sent to me because, again, I accept those cards. And I've mm -hmm. seen that program and I, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if I want to take advantage of people so that they, they come spend more money to get themselves 2% extra back, which on a scoop of ice cream is what, four cents maybe? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I just have avoided doing that, but I think that's probably a similar program that you're talking about. Yeah. And Amber, you put a, a crazy statistic in here. A 2006 study <laughs> by the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston finds that the average value of a credit card transaction was $57 versus an average value of $22 for a cash transaction. So again, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, we have inside roots and, and I've talked about this in a lot of the speaking events that I've done. I mean, they've done studies of this, like people going through the different transactions of, you know, using cash or, or using credit cards and, and your brain physically reacts differently in those transactions. And uh, they have proven that your brain does not register a credit card transaction with nearly as much pain as say a cash transaction. They've sent people and these, these, uh, uh, purchasers through like an MRI machine and they monitored their brain activity while the purchase was happening. Now, how the heck did they do that? I have no idea, but, um, <laughs> but that's fascinating to me that, that literally the brain does just not register nearly as much pain as cash. And, and that is why there is so much data out there. It doesn't take long. Just Google it. You know, how much more money do you spend using credit cards? And you'll see so many different, so many different ones. I mean, the, the famous one that was always talked about for a while is the McDonald's one. Because, you know, McDonald's was only a cash store for so long until plastic became so heavily accepted. And then they changed over and their average uh, transaction went from $4.50 to $7 per transaction. Um, so, I mean, it's this is this is where the points and rewards start to make no sense to me because there's just I, I guarantee you, I'm sure there's some people out there that are probably in the positive with it. I, I can't you know, I'm sure there is people who are diligent. Really good. Obviously, Chris, you're familiar. I'm sure all of you are familiar now. Is financially independent, retire early, fire movement, and the fire movement is really big on credit card points and rewards and leveraging credit cards. You know, and I, I have no problem with it. Those people are very disciplined, though. Most people don't have that type of discipline. You know, you throw in the extra cookies at the store, or, you know, the extra shirt. You know, before you know it, you're spending more money per transaction anyway. So, are you really winning in the end? I, I would say the majority of people aren't. And then, if you look, and we don't have a statistic on this, maybe someone can look it up real quick. How many how many credit card points and rewards are actually not redeemed? I would be interested in that. Like, how many just sit and don't get used? I'm sure it's a lot. <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I still have some points out there from some charge trips to. Uh... A theme park. Yeah. <laughs> that shall remain unnamed. <laughs> <laughs> Big ears, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure it's a lot. I think at one point I want to okay, say. Okay. So lending tree. Okay. Here we go. All right. Nearly 70% of rewards credit card holders are sitting on unused cashback points or miles. 40% of rewards uh, credit card holders haven't cashed in. Haven't. Haven't. 40%. Wow. 
Wow. And also, if you get behind on an account, you forfeit those points. You don't get them. Like you have to pay off your bill or at least stay current on your account in order for the points to even go to you. So you might not even get them. But yeah, I know when I have cash, if I have a $20 bill and I go into the grocery store, that's going to buy me like three things right now. But I have to think like in the store, I need to not grab the extra snacks or whatever. If I have a debit card, I'm probably going to spend more just because it's like, oh, well, this is my Dr. Pepper is on sale. Dr. Pepper Cherry, if Dr. Pepper wants to sponsor our (laughs) podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So if it's on sale. Amber, you said what percentage of 70% are sitting on unused? Are unused. Yeah. 40% haven't redeemed any. And and it continues in the past year. Um, So so if this is the way to build wealth, imagine how much more wealth you could build if you redeemed your 40% points. Right? (laughs) I mean, I think hopefully the audience out there is understanding that you're not going to build wealth. That is so far beyond delusional that that's what rich people do to get wealthy. That just think about that from a different perspective. I'd also like to throw this out because the title of this is, is it worth leveraging credit card points? To you out there in the audience who have credit card debt or student loan debt, car debt, any kind of debt at all, and you're up to here and you're, you're barely getting your above water every now and then to breathe. And you're frustrated. You're stressed out. You've got no financial peace or, or nothing. It just feels like everything's crumbling. There's a monkey on your back. And, and you're trying to figure out how to get out of debt. Imagine now getting out of debt. Why would you ever go back to that? Why? Just to get a few airline points? I promise you, you just pay for your own airline flights. Pay for your own baggage. Pay for, you know, an extra 2% or whatever, you know, that you're not getting. And not have that risk. And Brad, you mentioned this early in the podcast. There's a risk associated with it. I'm living proof of it. Mm-hmm. And to me, the insurance of not going back into debt and being able to build wealth is just to avoid it. So those of you out there who are struggling financially, work your tail off and get out of debt and stay out of debt. And don't let these temptations make you think that, oh, I should go back to it or make you think that you could build wealth doing it. Because I certainly do not agree with that. Amber and Ryan, rebuttal. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, mic drop. <laughs> I, no. mean, I still like my points, but I don't I, disagree with Chris. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think just like everyone's debt journey is normal. It's like everybody, you know, you have people that, you know, you could probably give me a cigarette right now and I can smoke it and I'm not going to smoke again because I'll be like, I don't like this. But there are, are you sure you don't who... want to start smoking? This is the second time you brought up smoking on this podcast. Are you, are you sure you don't want to start smoking again? <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll try it on the next podcast. No, um, I just I just think like it is it is different for everybody. Um, I think I think there are people um, I think you just have to know you just have to know yourself. Right. I know that I would never take I would know that I would never say, hey, let's go to the store. And bring the credit card and let's go shopping. 
that's a bad idea because I'm going to, that's, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. But I do know like when we can use it very intelligently, how I feel like about it is like, I am going to spend this money. Like right now I'm going to spend this money one way or the other. And if we spend this money, it's going to help us get some free airfare to do it. Regardless of what I do, I'm going to spend it right now. So we just choose to do it for that reason. So we're very strict with how we're doing it. We're not just randomly going. So I do agree with Chris. Like I definitely am not the kind of person that would like just take a credit card and just like, let's just bring this along in case we need it. Like, yeah, I'm going to need it if I bring it along. Yeah. So it sounds like we're all in agreement with the sense that, you know, well, I guess we're not all in agreement. <laughs> That's actually incorrect. <laughs> but it's it's I guess we're all in agreement that you have to at least do your due diligence. You know, you have to pay attention yes. and especially understand the spending, um, understand the risks that are associated to it. But I mean, my suggestion or my recommendation would be if if your finances are stressing you out and you're living paycheck to paycheck right now and you have debt to pay off, this should be the last thing you're worrying about right now, honestly. Points and rewards are, it's small potatoes. It's it's average financial habits. Don't worry about that kind of stuff. It's not going to get you ahead. Like I said, you know, in my business, you know, 75 to an extra 100 bucks a month. I mean, I could I could find easier ways to make that money and not have to play around with credit card points and rewards and and really have to make sure that I'm not overspending and all that other stuff. It's I, I think um, it should be the last thing that you have to worry about right now. So the Totally Awesome Debt Freedom Planner is helping so many people make consistent progress with their finances, whether that be building emergency funds, paying down bills, budgeting, tracking paydays, saving up for larger purchases, goal planning, and planning for those irregular yearly expenses that always seem to catch you by surprise. Now, the Debt Freedom Planner will help you take the stress out of managing your money. And if the thought is running through your mind, hey, I just need to have a simple tool to get my finances together. This planner is perfect for you. Head over to therealdebtfreedad.com, click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu at the top of the page, and order your Debt Freedom Planner today. All right, guys, that sound means it's time for the celebrations of the show. And today we are kicking it off with Sonia Schultz-Kunz. She says, I made almost $300 extra selling on Marketplace and yard work, paid for tickets and cash for our July vacation. My daughter also paid cash for her flight tickets to Germany uh, this summer. Sonia, awesome. Way to go. And Mary Southard paid $623 towards debt, $20 into the emergency fund, $300 into vacation fund, May budget's done, bills paid, $190 into sinking funds, pets, flea, and tick meds paid in cash, and setting up a way to pay for her da- their daughter to go to DC tr- on a DC trip with school next year. Yeah, that is awesome. Long Those list wins of are wins. amazing. That's awesome. Way to go, Mary. And notice both of them have paying cash for trips. Yeah, I love Samantha that. Hubs. Samantha said, I set up my car payment and rounded it up to the next hundred so she could pay it all faster. Awesome. There you go, Samantha. And uh, I always get this one. Lead pack. Yep. Lepic. Today is payday for us because of our budget. Everything is paid and before due dates. This hasn't happened in years. Way to go. Yeah, that is a huge win, Amanda. Great job. 
Uh, and Sandy Kurtz Jarrett took the dogs to the vets for their annual checkups and vaccines. Due to sinking funds, I was able to pay for it in cash. Yeah, that is awesome, Sandy. Way to go. And uh, I just did that. I did that last week. Man, $560 for an annual checkup. Whoa. Man, my kid says he doesn't ever get anything. It's his dog once a year. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Man, dogs yep. are, pets are expensive. Yep. Did a whole podcast episode on that. You should go check it out. <laughs> all right, guys, congratulations on all your hard work. And if you're just getting started with our podcast, or maybe you've been listening for some time and you're interested in how you can get started on the road to financial freedom, uh, go visit our website at balancedsense.com and sign up for our free Life Without Payments workshop, where we're going to show you the very first steps that have helped tens of thousands of people just like you and I kick financial stress and worry for good. Thanks for listening to the Debt Free Dad podcast. Connect with us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Brad Nelson Debt Free Dad. If you found value in today's episode, please leave a rating and review. We so appreciate it. For resources, show notes, and links mentioned in today's show, visit balancedsense.com. That's balancedsense, C E N T S.com. Catch you next week.